Hey, what is going on? It's Mike Clark. Kill procrastination, man. You already know what it is, man. And we're going to talk today about, oh, what's it like being a landlord? And, and, and not just the side we always hear about the successes. Some aren't so much a success, but more of a win. And I want you guys to understand what my um, stance is, my position is on real estate and I don't know, I, I guess for most people, they want a big amount of cash flow. And I, don't don't get me wrong, I would love those home run deals that give you that that great cash flow at the end of the month, that you got so much money coming in, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, I'm winning, I'm winning. <laughs> but um, I've gotten to the point where I'm understanding that margins are tight. I'm understanding the point where um, I want to become a more of a long-term investor. And with that being said, it's the day-to-day grind that kind of um, makes some landlords not love what they're doing. Now, I love what I'm doing. I really appreciate and um, I'm taking the time to understand the business and understand more about properties and what, what it takes to make that great deal. Now, like I said, every deal is not a home run, right? deal that I my last deal that I had um, I did the numbers and I knew it wasn't gonna be a home run deal but what I did and the way I also thought about this was what kind of investor I want to be and I, I really suggest you find out what kind of investor you want to be do you want to have immediate cash flow do you want to just buy and flip do you want to be a short hold and sell like what do you want to do now I want to embody all of that all in one I want to be a hybrid I want a little bit of everything but ultimately I definitely want to be more of a long-term holder I don't want to just be selling everything that I, I purchased and put my uh, hard-earned time into um, but with that being said also don't get blinded where the point is you need to know when to get out <laughs> you need to know when to quit um, I haven't made it to that point yet I'm not there just yet but I, I like I said I'm I'm enjoying being a long-term investor now um, buying this property not only did i rehab it not only did we have to put new tenants in it not only have we got to the point where everything is done but we're starting to see a little bit more breakage um but one thing that we have done no matter despite all of that work we put in previously no matter you know all that stuff that we went through um one thing I, I would say is we got our systems in place during that. We end up finding out what works, what doesn't work, what's good, what's not good. For example, pro- buying, to, buying this last property I have, it's a five-unit apartment building. Collecting rent, I've never liked the hand-to-hand um, collecting checks. I, I've never liked the collecting checks. I never liked going physically to collect rent money I, I just don't in 2023 I just don't believe you should have to do that any longer even back in the day I still don't believe you should have to go do that um one it, it it's I feel like it's a power dynamic one two I kind of feel like and I, I say feel not think I feel it it sometimes people are judging you like why am I giving you rent and it, it just can create some some drama some unwanted drama and that's just my personal opinion on it so 
when we bought the property the first thing we were doing and it, it took a good three four months before we could even achieve this goal was to slowly get our tenants to go on the computer side right transitioning everybody online that was a fight in itself because we had a lot of older tenants who didn't really understand uh, why they had to pay rent through an online platform um i don't believe it was an education piece i just believe it was just a more of a preference i believe they they were just so used to always giving the rent directly to the landlord that also gave you face-to-face time where you could talk about anything that was broken you could you could you know there could be multiple conversations i remember when we were vetting this property um like i said the five-unit apartment building and the tent the uh the seller's real estate agent would come out and you know we would have to get in certain doors so we would we would walk around a property and that landlord would have to be there personally because she had the keys um she knew certain things with the property and it was a lot of face-to-face like friendly and and i would say it like this because i'm really trying to be careful with my words but you have to understand as being a landlord it's harder to make decisions when you have a relationship with those tenants not saying you shouldn't have a relationship with the tenants you should you should definitely make sure everyone's doing well but it needs to be more of a professional sort of relationship i felt like the, the previous landlord was more uh, friendly uh, with her relationship than she should have been because one reason why she was selling it and i could see it all over her face she was actually having personal issues that she spoke to us after the sale that she did have a lot of stuff going on and that was the reason for the sale um, i mean they were selling the property for 390 now they would get it down to 310 now you have to understand something had to be going on to take that drastic amount uh, you know that different price point immediately like they didn't even counter they just took it so with that being said i kind of knew that there was something going on with this property because why would she be so eager to just get rid of it but anyway um like i was saying you know from fixing our property up from zero to where it's at now to now having a maintenance guy that goes through and fixes anything that might may be broken and me not having to personally be there on the property to fix it myself and having those systems in place it, it, it really helped so when we transition everyone like i said going back to the example just trying to get the education of our tenants understanding hey old landlord left new landlords here we're not just a normal mom and pop sort of landlord we're trying to create a real system in place that way we can replicate this and find out what works and what doesn't and we can go ahead and we can we can send it to the next property in the next property in the next property and that's what i loved about that's what i love about this process you know <laughs> some days it's like i get real anxious because i feel like i'm not doing enough some days i feel like wow i'm a property owner some days i'm like man it's time to time to get rid of this thing but all those emotions is what makes this exciting um not only that man we all know that we're going into a recession we all know that if you put your money into the bank what those interest rates look like and i would i would simply argue to you guys like some people could say well look you bought this property building and you know 
what you're getting for cash flow is not enough you know but think about it i could have took the money that i used the down payment to purchase this property and i could have put it into the bank which is around 80 i think it was about eighty thousand dollars i wouldn't have made nothing off of that money even after a year probably would have made what eight dollars maybe if that you know me putting my money and putting it to a property that will continue to appreciate it, it will it will keep up with inflation i'll get a, just a little bit of cash flow but that's still a great return and for whatever reason if i want my money out i can sell the property um of course you know you can never time the market but just thinking logically you know picking the right time to sell i could get my money out okay um I, I finally understand the term of I'm not liquid, man. I am not liquid at the moment, man. A lot of people ask me for money. They they think I got all this money, but I, I really don't. It's really tied up into investments. Like, literally, it's tied up in investments. All my money goes into a property. All my money goes into the overhead. You know, there's a lot of working pieces in, into becoming a landlord to the point that... I wouldn't even say landlord anymore. Just, just being a successful property owner and making sure that you're not you're treating your tenants with respect you know i don't want to have those horror stories and, and so that's what this this episode was is about it just let you guys know that we're at the finish line and you guys have to understand that what you guys see on youtube and what i've seen even doing the research you always see the finish line piece understand there's so much more in the middle and it could range from a month or two to get particular property done it could take a full year which this last property took a full year it took a lot longer than i thought it was going to take you know it was a lot more money i thought it was going to take the rehab it was a lot more issues than i thought it was going to happen but we went we, 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 we made it through now we have hiccups here and there um the next episode i'm going to talk to you guys about what i have to actually have to do next is um, if you don't know why landlords are actually having to raise the rents we're going to talk about that uh, the reason why i have to raise the rents and i really don't want to but i'm not i'm not just man well i am i'm managing a property and when it comes to managing a property you have to manage expenses as well and one thing that I'm taking, and I don't know about a lot of landlords, if they do it or not, but I'm very transparent, and that's what I'm going to take uh, moving forward when we do have to raise the rents. And so if you want to learn more or you want to hear my suggestion on uh, raising rents or how to get through it, uh, definitely tune in to the next episode. But yeah, man, this particular episode, you guys already know what it is, man. I, I just had to come to you, let you know, give you a quick update on... Um, my last property what it looks like um, I, all this you know going forward this year i want to talk about vetting the next property because i want to double uh property size i actually got this from bigger pockets it was a, it was a great idea that brandon had brought up I, once again check out bigger pockets if you don't know what that is just google it go to youtube you'll get everything you need to know about real estate right uh this guy named brandon i don't know if he's still on the show anymore i haven't, I haven't listened to him in a while um but i've heard it from him where he says you should do the pyramid scheme. I don't know if it's, he named it pyramid scheme or not, but basically every year you're doubling the size of the units. Okay, so I already bought a single family, then I bought a duplex, then I bought a five unit. Technically, should have been a four unit, 
but I found a five unit. So this year, of course, by the end of the year, the goal is to find a 10 unit apartment building. That following year, it'll be a 20. So um, just getting the mindset around that, trying to say, okay, how can I get this together? And how can I achieve this goal? What I have to do? Um, that's what we're going to talk about all throughout this year, betting and trying to hit that goal before the end of the year. All right. But I love you guys. I appreciate y'all listening um, to the next episode. Peace.